Try talking to someone who has recently lost a child, become divorced, been fired from their job, or even had a tree fall on their car about the subject of detachment. And in 9 out of 10 cases, they will roll their eyes thinking you have lost the plot and probably live on a different planet. The most common rebuttals to detachment that I have repeatedly heard are It's impossible to practice in the real world. If I practice detachment, I will become selfish. It's a great concept, but I am not Buddha. If I detach, I will fail in life and become a loser. I will lose all motivation. How will I earn money, run my business and support my family if I become detached? I enjoy being attached to my loved ones and to life's luxuries, so why bother? I appreciate each rebuttal because for a beginner on the path, it is not easy to fathom such a lofty concept. After all, the web of Maya, grand cosmic delusion, is no ordinary web. It can be sticky sweet and pleasurable to the core, but also harsh and ruthless like life itself. Complex web it is, and one almost impossible to crawl out from. Most flies that get trapped in a spider's web are unable to ever leave. I too have tried and failed in detaching from my love of move-and-pick ice cream and Bollywood movies. It's hard to think about what life would be without the melodrama of a love affair, without tea and toast, not to mention the other subtler addictions in life like fear, hatred and judgment. So, is there hope for us mortals in applying and benefiting from the seemingly impossible philosophy of detachment? If the answer was not a resounding yes, I probably wouldn't have bothered to pen down my thoughts and record this podcast. So if you are someone who is keen on improving the quality and wellness of your existing life, of your lives to come, or you even aspire to attain mukti, which is the freedom from the circle of life and death, it might be worth your while to spend the next few minutes with me. While each of the above rebuttals shared by people against applying the philosophy of detachment are true for them, it is also equally true that attachment leads to suffering and detachment leads to freedom. Let me also clarify that contrary to popular belief, detachment will not make you selfish nor demotivated and neither will it curtail your ability to be an effective parent, child or spouse nor inhibit your ability to acquire wealth. Rather, it will make you increasingly effective and empathetic towards others around you and transgress you with an uncanny ability to positively deal with tumultuous situations and relationships. The primeval explanation of detachment was given by Lord Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita, wherein he told Arjuna that acting with detachment meant doing the right thing for its own sake because it needs to be done without worrying about success or failure. T.S. Eliot paraphrased Krishna's advice when he wrote, For us, there is only the trying. The rest is not our business. When a young prince Gotham walked out from his kingdom, 
thereby abandoning his wife, newborn son, and royal responsibilities to go meditate in the jungle for seven long years. He not only enacted detachment, but also spoke about the perfect correlation between attachment and suffering. It was only after he renounced his worldly life that he attained enlightenment and came to be called the Buddha. But great as these examples may be, I agree that it is difficult to draw inspiration from them because of the time period and unique circumstances into which each of us is born. Luckily for you, there are prescribed methods to enrich yourself with the practice of detachment without having to run away to a jungle or live under a rock. The practice of detachment is a step-by-step, day-by-day process of accepting the external as its present self. Doing your best to align your thoughts and actions with what you think is right and surrendering to the outcome. Step 1. Rid yourself of ignorance or avidya. This means studying and understanding the subject of maya and its play in the world around you. It also entails being mindful of the role that your five senses play in controlling and manipulating your mind into believing the untrue to be true and the true to be untrue. When you become aware that your Atma or soul is the truest form of you or rather that is the real you and your physical body made of blood, water, tissue and bones is simply a transient vessel which your Atma is using to enact its destiny and fructify its karmas from past lives you will start to give greater importance to what your spirit desires rather than what your body desires. This realization will bring about a tectonic shift in your mindset because you will realize that it is your physical body and mind that is attracted to the external objects around you, but not necessarily your spirit. It is not your spirit that loves your mother, enjoys chocolate, or feels happy to hear that melodious Lata Mangeshkar song. So should one stop loving these so-called good things of life and take refuge under the Bodhi tree? Of course not. But it would help to appreciate and recognize these facts for what they are. Fleeting external objects, immaterial and inconsequential to your spirit body, which is timeless. Simply being cognizant of this fact will have two key benefits. Number one, you will stop sweating the small stuff in your life. And number two, you will realize that it's all small stuff and that the stuff that really, really matters is far removed from the physical objects around you. This will give you inner power, peace and control like never before. Remember, The spirit is attracted to one thing and one thing alone, and that is its evolution, which will occur simply by your understanding the application of this concept. You can learn more about this in the book Atma Sutra. You can find a free copy of this book on www.hingorisutras.com or you can write to us at answers at hingorisutras.com requesting a free copy of the book. Step 2. Understanding the concept of attached detachment, whereby you learn to be attached to the things and people that you love, 
only to the extent of fulfilling your responsibilities towards that relationship and cutting out the emotional fanfare. This means you understand that being born in a society, you have responsibilities and you must fulfill those responsibilities to the best of your capabilities. Remember, detachment cannot be used as the reason or as an excuse for not dealing with everyday criticalities like your job, self-esteem and relationships with others. For it is the very opposite of indifference, carelessness and passivity. So if you are married, you must try and provide for your spouse, for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, and try to be the best possible partner that you can be. Husbands, take your wives for as many holidays and shopping sprees as your means permit, and do whatever you can to make her happy. But side by side, be crucially aware that you are simply doing a role play of being the good husband or the good wife. The role that you have been destined for. As far as your spirit is concerned, your relationship with him or her will cease to matter upon your death. What will matter much more is your relationship with your inner self. Compared to all the effort you make to please those around you and provide for them, how much effort do you actually put in to nurturing your own spirit? This is a question that haunts me every single day. Even if you start taking baby steps to nurture and invest into this critical relationship with yourself, the results will astound you. If you can meditate on the fact that it is only a matter of time before you become a photograph on the wall and your spirit will wander around till it's lucky enough to get another physical body and once again take birth, your perspective on this life are bound to change. You will have a much greater sense of understanding of what a meaningful life is and what it isn't. Step 3. Surrender You will have to rid yourself of any fear that being detached will make you into a commercial loser, a poor lover or a bad family man. Once you have understood the true nature of things around you and surrender to your destiny, your expectations from others will automatically start to reduce. This in turn will lead to the lessening of frustrations, fears and disappointments in your life. You will become much more tolerant and empathetic towards those around you as you will realize that like you, they too are physical bodies on their very own paths of evolution. And how they react, behave and treat you is entirely dependent on their own samskars, karmas and above all their destiny. It actually has got nothing to do with you. Surrendering your senses, desires and mental afflictions to a higher power that I like to call destiny will make them lose their control and power over you. And rather than being the one who is pulled in one direction and then another and then a third like a kid in a candy store, it is you who will hold the grips to your existence. Now tell me, What could be better than that?